All right. So, Sally, we we're just talking about what you did in the I think it's the off season, but you're still in the office, uh, even with the season concluding for the Panthers. Uh, so this just reflect on how the season went for you in uh, this edition of uh, Fighting Peaches. Uh, so you had time to look back on the season and reflect on it. Uh, just what are your th- general thoughts about the 2021 campaign? We had some highs and we had some lows and we had some just almost theirs. And so extremely disappointed in our overall record and looking at four five set matches that we lost by two points um, had set point or match point in two of those matches. So we had 11 five set matches. We won three of those and, you know, so it's, we can't get any closer. So it's really finding those kills to finish off the match and finish the, the sets. And so uh, there was a lot of growth throughout the year. Couldn't be more proud of how our individual players have grown and, you know, coming back from injuries and different things like that, making impacts in the lineup. We had a lot of impact players that had limited roles, but made big impacts on the court when they were asked to go in. And, um, you know, we had our first conference win at the Sunbelt tournament in a single elimination tournament and so that was huge beating a higher seeded team and we played some of our best volleyball at the end of the season yeah we'll start with the offense you had seven players with at least 100 kills uh, this year first time in 15 years you had that and five of the seven are expected to come back uh, for next season Uh, where do you see the growth on the offensive side of things and having all of those players kind of coming back for you Absolutely. You know, just maturity of training and growth. We had a lot of young players on the team. You know, if you even look at Juliana Truscott, that she didn't play last year. So it was kind of like a freshman year for her. And then we had multiple two freshman setters, a at times a freshman libero, a freshman outside, a newcomer in the middle. And so really all of our positions were impacted by our incoming class and, you know, some really good things and growth happened with that. So yes, excited to have, you know, those, those hitters return, those five hitters return and really can't wait to get back in the gym in in January. And we do have to talk about two departures, uh, Leah Wilcox and uh, Misha Griffin. Uh, as far as uh, graduating seniors, Misha was named Defensive Player of the Year and First Team All-Conference. Uh, just what about her presence on both sides of the court, especially defensively? Uh, she's, and she had pride in being a middle, uh, winning that award. It usually goes to defensive specialists or liberos. But what about her season and just what she contributed to the team? Well, especially after her last season being injured and limited in so many ways, she came out this year with such drive and determination. And that showed in every match that she played in. Everyone's got to report that was number one. And rarely is it you have to watch the block. But with Mish, you know, that's just her terminal blocks. She had probably double of that of just blocks that people covered or, you know, played up. And so she was just dominating the net from both the defensive side, but then really finished with a high hitting percentage, was second on our team in kills, um, did a really nice job, our kills per set. So did a really nice job of finding finding kills when we needed her to find kills against a double block because everyone knew in crunch time who was getting the ball. Yeah, and um, also Leah, she's not going to be with the, or she's graduated and moved on. 
she's been a, was a big part of the team uh, for, I thought, uh, just on the leadership side. And she's talked about that because you mentioned all the new players and trying to incorporate them. Uh, she had a solid campaign for you as well. What about Leah and her contributions to the team? Absolutely. She was a, a solid, consistent player for us, you know, from a six rotation player to finding her kills, growing her block and defense. It was interesting on senior night, we were reading her stats for her three years being here. It was like 204 dig or uh, kills, 205 kills the next season, 208 kills the next season. So extremely consistent. Yeah, and the the wheel keeps moving or keeps turning. You announced the signing of uh, Crystal and Ava uh, to your class. Uh, what about those two players and uh, what you expect for them when they get on campus? Both impact players, um, go-to players on their team. When you watch them play, you automatically see them just from a uh, energy and technical, a tactical, a termination. Um, Crystal does a fantastic job as a point scorer. She was an all-state uh, uh, award winner. She just is a go-to player from the front row and back row. You absolutely feel her presence. And Eva is a, a setter that can find a hitter anywhere on the court. Very fast in her footwork, delivers a very clean, fast set. Uh, really like her tempo, um, you know, just a solid, hardworking, driven setter. Yeah, and when do you start making decisions as far as the roster, as far as bringing players in, maybe some transfers, things along those lines, especially with the, the COVID year from last year, extra years of eligibility for potentially for a lot of players. Have those discussions already taken place with some of your players as far as Coming into the program, maybe some players from outside Georgia State, they have an extra year eligibility, maybe some players on the, pro, on the roster, maybe want to move on. Has that taken place right now, or do you have to maybe wait till the new semester starts? Well, no, conversations happen all the time, and different players have different timelines for those conversations. And so... Uh, with our fifth year and you know that that definitely is interesting especially with the transfer portal with fifth year seniors that have graduated and you know can come in and so there's lots of different roster alignments I know we carried 20 on our roster this year which was extremely beneficial for us for all of our injuries and depth and so it is it's a great um, it's a great opportunity to have big rosters right now yeah, and are you looking forward also to potentially having a relatively normal spring offseason last year in 2020, uh, or actually, well, not last year, but in the earlier this year, coming into 2021, we all know with the pandemic, that altered a lot of things, especially even, even the schedule uh, as far as the championships for nationally. Uh, what about this spring? Are you looking forward to having just a, all everyone being off and we go do some exhibitions, just have a normal uh, spring compared to the last, compared to this past one. Absolutely, because we chart out growth. We have benchmark goals for our players. We have all of those things um, that we discussed the first week of January and put into alignment, you know, throughout the whole spring. So having that 
in place and understanding, okay, this is a segment of practice that are individuals. And then we go into team practice and we have these goals during team practice. So the spring absolutely flows much smoother with having that timing and benchmarks of when we can compete, how often we can compete. And that, that goes right into our practice plans, even from the beginning of January. Yeah, are you planning to play some teams? And because everyone will be off season, are you planning to uh, have some matches in the spring session? Absolutely. So we would, we're going to be using all four of our um, spring matches. And sometimes it's a like just a matchup between us and another school. And sometimes it's a tournament where we can get lots of play in, you know, utilize different rosters, things like that, lineups. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to having a, an area of both of those. And then lastly, do you, we're speaking on December 1st. So we just have Thanksgiving break. I'm, I'm sure fall break may be coming up in the next week or two. Do you even have practice or, even film sessions, or do you let the players take this time off? Because I'm sure they have finals too coming up. How do you handle the month of December before we speak again? So for us, it's a really quick return from Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is actually our fall break. So academically, they're off the entire week of Thanksgiving. And um, with that being said, they come back and Tuesday started our dead week. So exams start a week from this past Tuesday. So we actually cannot have any CARA hours of practice or um, you know, just anything with them that, that is mandatory. And so it's a really quick turnaround from the end of the conference tournament to get on, on page for what the January looks like and finishing up school strong. Yeah, what about recruiting? Do you get on the road now? Do you do Zoom? And how has it changed? Is are you getting on planes to Europe anymore, or do you just do a Zoom call? As as the technology, I know on our, our business, it's actually made things a little bit easier in some ways. Uh, what about your recruiting during this uh, off season? Has, is it altered now with technology? And are there many are there as many club tournaments or events as they have been in the past? How do you handle that over the next few months? So with court volleyball, we started a dead period. Well, it's, it's a quiet period starting December 1st. So that means that players can come on campus, but we can't leave campus to see them play. And so that will, will continue on until, and we have a small dead period in there too, but that will continue on until February of President's Day weekend. And then we can be out on the road recruiting again. So a lot of clubs will be playing tournaments in January and they'll be sending us a video, but we can't be there in person. Can you still talk to the players or coaches? Yes. Okay. So, but has technology made that easier now? Do you, do you feel like your reach is bigger now since everyone's now familiar with the concept of Microsoft meetings or Zoom or video chat? Absolutely. FaceTime was always a part of recruiting, but it just made it way simpler to create time blocks or um, you know, just video chats. And even though you don't get that face-to-face, -face, you know, together, um, it, it definitely is way better than just a phone call or text. And so we, we absolutely love that engagement. Well, awesome. Thank you for your time, Sally, throughout this season. And as I mentioned, maybe when uh, you get started back up in the spring, we can uh, have another conversation. That sounds wonderful. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Sally. Thank you.